Straight from the boardroom to the microphone, I'm April Garcia, and this is Pivot Me, easily applied tools and hacks to get you ahead. This isn't just a podcast. This is an upgrade for your life. helping good people become even better. This is Pivot Me. Kim Carr is the co-founder of the nonprofit I Can Help. They help students and adults use technology and social media for the good. So we're going to hear more about that. I Can Help is an outcome-based program receiving recognition from names like the New York Yankees, Google, Twitter, Facebook, and many, many others that Kim has talked to uh, talked to us about. Um, she'll go into that a little bit more. We'll put the link for I Can Help in both the show notes and in the Facebook and YouTube links. But let's hear it directly from Kim. So thank you so much, Kim, for joining us today. Oh my gosh, April. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I'm like, I told April, I'm a super fangirl of her. I love your podcast. It's like, I have ADD. So <laughs> your your podcasts are like seven minutes and it's like perfect amount of time for, for my uh, attention span. So, and, and the, just great content. So thank you. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad to have you on. It's so Kim and I met at a, it was at a Lewis Howes event, wasn't it? Yeah. The yeah. Summit of Greatness. Yeah. And we, we had a chat and I remember the very first chat we had, it was early morning. I think we both had cups of coffee in our hands and we were, I, I, I think I described it as we were standing in the not so VP VIP line that we were supposed to be in a VIP line. We're standing there going, why is this line so long? What, what how did this work out? Um, kind of, you know, in Columbus, Ohio and, and I remember you talking about the work that you do and the passion that you had. And I think you had someone with you that was part of the nonprofit or a student that was part of it. And mm-hmm. um, it came across so clearly. And I thought, Kim and I, this is not the last time Kim and I are going to interact. Like we, we got a future together. I'm not sure how or when, but it's going to happen. So I'm glad that you're here today. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much. Yeah. So Kim, tell us about, tell us about yourself. Tell us about the work that you do and give us a little bit of background. Yeah. So I taught for 13 years, was a middle school PE and leadership teacher. And then I just kept seeing issues come up with social media. All these students kept coming with different problems that they're having. And and then I got asked at a camp to go do like a course about uh, digital etiquette. And I was like, okay. So from that, it just more spiral came out of it. So I created a nonprofit called Hashtagging Help. And I was still teaching and doing the nonprofit, but then it kind of got to the point where Google picked it up and Twitter, someone from Twitter came and watched a presentation. And then from there, um, I'm now in my fifth year of doing and working full-time for my nonprofit. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it, it's uh, it all started ahead. from a request for a digital etiquette from yeah, digital etiquette. And, wow. and the main story came from someone created a fake Facebook page, one of my teachers at my school. And it went on for two weeks, super hurtful, super cruel until finally one student, you spoke up and said, you know, wanted to turn it in, but they were afraid to turn it in because they're afraid to get made fun of. Mm. Uh, but I had to basically say like, yeah, people are probably going to make fun of you. Right. But you're going to find out who your real friends are and who your real friends aren't. Mm. And you know, your real friends are going to have your back. When, when, once we had a conversation to them, a lot of students were scared to, to say anything because they didn't want the feet, you know, the, the, Oh, you're the narc, you're the snitch. Mm. A lot of them didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to handle it. So I taught them, I gave them different options of what they can do. Cause I get it. Like you're just, there's so many awkward things. You just don't know how to handle something. So if you give people multiple ways they can handle something, then they will feel comfortable. So then the next year, someone made a fake Instagram page and the exact same teacher, but this time somebody 
reported it right away. They like it was over 30 kids students who actually commented on there respectfully saying, hey, this isn't okay. You need to take this down. Um, They even said, I'm going to let the school know uh, because they all text each other. Like, I'm going to I'm going to say something. Can you do something? Say something, too. So they wouldn't feel like they were alone. It was shut down in 40 minutes and and nobody followed that page. So uh, that's kind of the power that you have when you educate people on how to handle something and do that. So our mission for I Can Help is to educate and empower students and adults to be positive online. So I, I th- that's, a, uh, that's a great story. So Kim, I just, <laughs> I just got to recap. So same teacher. So the first scenario was someone creates a fake social media account for this teacher. And then at first, nobody's saying anything. A lot of people know about it. A lot of students know about it. Nobody says anything. Someone finally comes forward. And then fast forward, you've done some education, you've done some work, someone does it again, and multiple people come forward, multiple people do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 30, 30 students commented in a respectful way, in the in the encouragement of take this down. Yeah. And nobody followed. Before it was a 1000 people followed, and it took two weeks to take it down. And then a year later, it was 30 people commented respectfully, nobody followed, and it was taken down in 40 minutes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's the best. Uh, that's your base, best case study right there. I mean, just the power of the work that you guys did. Yeah, I got to tell you, um, every time Kim, you and I talk, I'm always amazed at um, this is a world that I don't know. Um, and I really appreciate the education. Kim, Kim and I went to sushi. Uh, I was gonna say recently, but I guess pre pre pandemic, um, Kim and I had sushi, and you were running through the things that happen and, and just what you mm-hmm. just said, creating a fake social media account for a teacher would have never occurred to me as, you know, it's just not on my radar. My kids are still a little too young to be in that world. But um, talk to us about some of the things that are happening out there. And and specifically for those of us who maybe don't know, maybe our kids are too young, maybe you don't have kids, or maybe you do have kids and you're just completely unaware of their digital life. Yeah. Well, the one that's right now, I I literally just got a text before I hopped on this call with you, uh, a student that we work with. she actually, someone created a, a, a an Instagram page. It has all of her pictures of on her Instagram page. And they made a new account with the same pictures that are on her account. And so she's trying to get my help to help take it down as an impersonation site. So that's literally what I just got reported right now that I'm trying to help her go through that process of getting it down. Uh, but because because we are on quarantine time, students have more time. So screen time has gone up. So there has been more fake pages, uh, a lot of even like the cute little senior pictures, like they're doing shout outs to class of 2020. Uh, a lot of people have taken those and they made another page where they were totally bashing on those seniors and, and changing them to be super hurtful and uh, like exposing them of anything about sexual stuff or whatever else and made that page. So we helped take that one down. That was uh, a couple weeks ago to taking uh, admin, uh, school admin pictures and the same thing, taking their heads and putting them on other things. So it is like, if you're a parent, like that's the big thing we try to tell them. Like, if you want to know who your kid hangs out with in real life, right? I'm hoping you know who they hang out with online. So checking what they are on. If they're on, if they're on Instagram, you should be on Instagram. If they're playing Fortnite, you should be playing Fortnite with them or sitting there listening to them play Fortnite so you can hear the lingo and how they talk to each other. That's so important. If they're even on Minecraft, like whatever younger ones are, you can have you can have conversations. Other uh, Roblox is another one. So it's if your kids are on those things, knowing even who they're following, because even the names constantly are changing. It's so easy to change your Instagram username, uh, and trust me, they do. They'll change them, especially you know boys change it to something 
it's like a lot of frolicky kind of, you know, things <laughs> kind of big, everything, everything is big. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what they put the name as. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So those are kind of the things that we definitely, uh, kind of help out with, but, uh, yeah, suicide rate has, uh, massively increased. It's now the number two cause of death for 10 to 24 year olds. And I really think it's not the, the, as we, most people call it cyberbullying. Uh, I, it is cyberbullying, but I actually, students don't, I don't use that word with students. And here's the reason why it's so overused. It has no emotion to them. And so I just say is being rude and cruel. Cause when do you cross the line of being rude? And cause everyone's, they feel like everyone's rude to them. When do you cross a line of being cruel? And it's that kind of conversation that I start having with students because they just think they're just being rude because that's how everyone is treating them. And so the the suicide rate, I feel like it's gone up so much. It's because we do compare ourselves so much to others. And, you know, I see your life and how you have these, you know, beautiful daughters and, you know, like the, you got the successful business, but I'm sure I don't see all the back of it. You don't post all that stuff, right? Messy like, backstory. We all have a messy backstory. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what's so hard for people. And so, yeah, suicide rates have completely skyrocketed. Uh, it's number two in the nation. In some states, it's actually now moved up to number one. And and you attribute that, I mean, just your your opinion, you attribute that to social media? Um, there's no, there's no stats yet because the data is so strange because everyone's mm-hmm. Everyone uses social media differently. I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of parallel connections to to it. And I'm not a person uh, uh, at all where social media is like the devil. Like I'm actually the opposite. I, I think social media is a great tool. Like look at how amazing this is and who you're mm-hmm. able to get to in your audience. Mm-hmm. It's just you really have to teach them how to use it for their well-being and to be able to teach them how to use it for the right reasons. And so we have a program called Digital for Good where we it's we're recognizing students who are using digital for good and uh, you know, and honoring that. Cause I feel like just like the news, the news only wants to focus just on the negative stuff. They never mm-hmm. want to focus on the positive feel good stuff because that the negative stuff is what gets people's attention. But mm-hmm. we're trying to change that by getting the story, the feel good stories. Uh, one of our winners this year created the ability app where it's, he literally is uh, anyone who has a disability, he can go to their app and they can find out is this hotel, capable for my wheelchair and needs like wow. how needed <laughs> how awesome is that another girl created her nonprofit is called kind girls win and when she was in high school she said all these girls were just mean to her and, mm-hmm. and she was a mean girl because you know hurt people hurt others is kind of how it goes sure. mm-hmm. and changing that mentality of hurt people need to start helping others and so she created a nonprofit called girl kind girls win she's in college now she goes down to high school middle school She's got stu- uh, girls that have these clubs nationwide now in mm-hmm. like Hawaii, California, Oregon, Arizona. Like she's got them floating around. So it's just cool to be able to see these different stories. So I want to ask you um, about kind of like the what you guys do. It sounds like you do some some strategy and some execution, like actually helping people get these pages down. But I've just got to mm-hmm. comment on something, Kim. Um, as you said that, it brought up um, uh kind of a thing that's been on my radar is again, we've talked about it. Our girls are younger. Our youngest just turned seven and our oldest is nine. What's interesting is that they have already said to me multiple times, I'll hear them in their play where they're like, okay, I'm going to be the cool girl. And then they'll be rude. And mm-hmm. they, they've told me on multiple occasions that cool girls are rude girls. They don't mm-hmm. like anybody. They stub their nose at, snub their nose at people. Um, 
they're they're not kind. They don't participate in a lot of things. And again, this is not my kids. My kids are are wonderful. I mean, you know, they're, of course I'm their mom. They're wonderful, but we're all we're all flawed in lots of ways. But my point is, is that I I always look at it and I go, where are they getting that from? Is that just TV? And then when I look at this, because I watch the shows that they watch, and the cool girls do tend to like be aloof and they put other people down and mm-hmm. and it's kind of interesting because i think wow they're getting exposed to it now on the disney channel mm-hmm. what happens when they get in social media what happens mm-hmm. when they get into that world where they already have this idea that to be the cool girl you're supposed to be rude you're supposed to be unkind you're not supposed to help people and every time they say it, it breaks my heart and i redirect it i'm like no 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 let's talk about what cool girls do and but i think it's from tv that they're seeing it but i can't imagine what that looks like when you get into social media. And I'm sure that's just amplified, like, oh, cool girls do this. So I love to kind of bring a full circle. I love that, you know, the, the, the person that you're working with is, is kind of rebranding what cool is and rebranding what hurt people can do, like redefining that, because I think there's a lot of information out there to the otherwise. And kids just accept that as true. Like, this is what cool kids do. This is what, when you get hurt, this is what you go out and do. 100%. I mean, it is, it's you have to start changing that stigma of, because I, I think they're, the students truly do think everyone's just rude to them. You know, by, if, when they're, if they're at school by 10 o'clock, someone has been rude to them already. And, and it's just this normal feeling. And so to get any kind of emotion out of them, you have to be super extreme. So we're having to have a change, wow. like how to get these students' attention, be like, at what point? do you cross that line of being, you know, I'm just being rude. And when do you cross that line of now being cruel? And that's the conversation I'm constantly having with students. And even like, when are you having fun and being funny to cross mm-hmm. that line of now you've crossed the line of being cruel to somebody, right? Like it's, it's hard because memes, memes are a perfect example of that too, right? Memes were intended to be funny. Like I've seen such funny memes. I love them, especially right now in the quarantine phase. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> right. But then how many of the scenes the what memes have definitely crossed the line of like, mm-hmm. oh wow, that's harsh. So it's we're getting exposed to stuff and they're getting exposed to things. And it's getting younger and younger and your daughters are only a certain age and it's like we're they're getting exposed because they're seeing it more. Yeah. That was a really good point I hadn't considered is that they've seen so much. Kids mm-hmm. have seen so much that to to get the kind of response that we need to, it has to be like so far out there. It has to be so extreme just to get a response because they are exposed to so many things. Are you struggling to stay focused? Still need to get things checked off that to-do list, but finding it harder than ever? Be productive, be effective, and perform at your best. Even though the world has changed, this is still a great time to get work done. In my new digital course, Multiply Me, I'm going to show you how to be laser focused and wildly effective. You will learn how to get three times as much done, but in less hours a day, even now. You can literally multiply your output You can master a productivity tool today that will give you a high performance advantage in any season. Leverage this window to take back your time so you can enjoy the life you've earned. Join us at pivot-me.com and be notified as soon as Multiply Me launches. So um, two things. One, I want to talk about how you define 
um, that transition from being rude to being cruel, like Mm -hmm. how you define that, how do you teach that to students? But also, can you just give us a high level of, of what the business looks like? Is it, is it just around education? It sounds like you guys are actually, you like, you're actually helping people get pages pulled down too. So give us like the basics of, I can help, um, on a, on a larger scale. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. The fun part about it is we're using this time to actually rebrand and we want to actually make, I can help will stay as the nonprofit and what I can, and we're still figuring out what that's going to look like, but I can help will definitely be the nonprofit and we'll focus on our, we have a huge internship of students who help us. Mm. So our internship actually just opened up and we're going to have eight interns. They're going to be the lead interns. And then they have people underneath them that are specialists and they get mentors from big companies that come in and get give them the support. Oh, and they wow. do virtual calls every month uh, with them and they get trained. And so with that, that's how I get the you know help with our mental... We now have mental health. Uh, we teamed up with mental health, so with Providence Health. Uh, we've created... It's called Work To Be Well. And you can there's a website called worktobewell.org. And it has curriculum resources all for mental health because we're in such a dark phase right now in our world. And so that's where my focus has definitely been is teaming up with mental health, uh, with that, uh, mm-hmm. with that, you know, piece. And then we're also, yes, we do educate and empower. So we have courses right now. There's a free one on our, on our website for parents, because I think parents need to be educated on what's going on. So even though you have a seven-year-old 13 is coming up really fast and usually they want to get on TikTok even earlier, or they want to get on, and you're supposed mm-hmm. to be 13 and be on Roblox on TikTok on Fortnite. You're supposed to be 13. Oh, are you? Yeah. That? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And interesting enough, Roblox, they don't make you lie. They just say, are you 13? And you can say no. Uh, so that way they, cause they don't want you to lie, but all the other ones, you have to lie to be able to make an account for your child. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because it's information sharing because mm-hmm. they're having, they're, sh- they're sharing their information. So that's why you're supposed to be 13. So uh, our parent course is free right now in turn during this time. It takes about 45 minutes and you actually end up getting a certificate at the end to be able to prove that you got it. So we, we actually encourage school districts to do it as a, uh, as an, like kind of as assignment and given a reward to the parents who do take it because we need mm-hmm. parents to walk side by side with their kids. So that's our nonprofit and digital for good. We're right now in the process of making that its own separate company. So any company who wants to be digital for good or help make digital for good and make it better, they would come to us. And that one's where we're going to hopefully have more. We're going to have all the courses. We'll have a book. We have our event that's going to be for the digital for good event for students. And that's what they would support in that. So we're separating the two companies that way is what we're doing right now. Yeah. What about for teachers? I'm just thinking about, I mean, I would imagine, especially you coming from the middle school world, which I'm pretty sure is the Thunderdome. If I remember middle school the same way, like... I remember that being a pretty intense time. Um, do you guys, what kind of education do you do for teachers? Yeah. So our model, what it was, was I was going out and doing school presentations. I would go into a school, do a whole school uh, presentation, like kind of like an assembly, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, in that, there's curriculum that we give. And so once we leave, there's curriculum for them to continue the conversation. Mm-hmm. But we're having, we, were, we were in the process of changing that anyhow, because it's just kind of a bad model of, I can't get to every school. And to train people to be a teacher is really hard yeah. and, and engaging to this age group. So we were actually changing it. So we were had an event set up at Twitter at um, headquarters in San Francisco, which ironically, you know, they've just announced that they're no longer going to have, they're going to have the other employees work from home. Like, oh, wow. Like for 
going forward. Um, yeah, kind of like for good for right now. Yeah. So we'll wow. See. Okay. So that's a very interesting um, announcement that they made. But we were supposed to have an event at their uh, at their headquarters. We would have brought in a hundred educators in. We would have done the trainer trainer model. Uh, and so then they can go back to their schools and we would mm -hmm. give them the PowerPoint presentations. We would give them everything. They then go back and train their students on how to do it. So you get, instead of me having one event where it's a thousand, I get an impact a thousand students sure. and you have a hundred teachers. Now you go back, that's a hundred thousand students you're impacting. Multiply your impact. What about a yeah. certification program for the teachers as well? Cause I'm sure that yeah. that would, they'd love that. Yeah. And then you can sell it to the school districts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have, so we have a course for parents. We have a course for uh, teachers to teach them how to, to be able to make them students feel comfortable with them to come to them to report stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we have a course for admins that can teach them how to report and how to investigate because it's hard. Like Snapchat, when you're looking at something, it does disappear, you know, it doesn't really disappear, but it does. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to do an investigation. So it's teaching them how to handle that. It gives them uh, sample letters that they can send home to parents when they have something come up, if it's a threat oh, or wow. a fake account. Great. Yeah, mm -hmm. they have all that. Um, I am right now in the process of making the student uh, online course because that way every student can get the digital citizenship uh, and digital wellness kind of a course that'll be right there at their fingertips. And same thing, it'll be a certificate at the end saying, yes, you did take it. And, and so it's a good PD for professional development for the staff and for students. So it's, it, I, I'm curious, I, when I, I think about us addressing the, um, the result, which is to say you have a fake page that's put up for a teacher, mm -hmm. or you have someone that's, I guess we wouldn't use the word bullying. And that's, that's great insight. Don't use the word cyberbullying because it's been overused and it no longer has impact to them. Um, that was a great tip. I think about addressing the result, but then when I think about moving back on the timeline and go, well, how did we get here? Like, what's the steps before? Are you seeing trends with the people that put this out? Like you said earlier, you know, hurt people, hurt people. Is it like there's a kind of a profile of someone that is using digital for bad or is it just, well, it's just a societal thing and so many kids are doing it. There's not really a profile of the kind of kiddo that gets, uh, well, I guess they're not teenagers that get into this place where they're using it for bad, that they're bullying people, that they're putting up fake accounts. Honestly, there, there's, there's a couple different scenarios on this. So yes, it usually is those kids who are not monitored at home and they're bored and right. they're just in there with nothing to do and their parents aren't checking what they're doing. Or it's the kid who their parents are so strict and they don't have anything that they're doing it like behind the scenes mm -hmm. and their parents don't even think they even have an account. It's like, no, they haven't. They not only have one account that they, you don't know about, they have a second account. Uh, and so they, a lot of times the parents, it, it being really careful of saying, never my kid, like, don't ever say never my kid. <laughs> like, oh, that's good advice. It, it's so hard. Like you, you always want to go in with best intent and you want to be able to protect, you know, protect your child and be an advocate for your kid, of course but you just never know like what they're capable of. But the other one I find interesting that I'm we're, we've had a lot of cases this way. Uh, there's a page called I hate Kim Carr. Right. And when I investigate, when I, or when someone investigates on it or let's actually, let me use it on you, April. So it's like, I hate April because it'll be easier for me to, it, it might so exist. Yeah. It might exist. <laughs> we actually do the investigation and what we actually come to find out, it was actually you who created it. And here's the reason why is because you want to find out, is anyone going to have my back? Does anybody like me? Because you're feeling so lonely and insecure with yourself. You want to see, okay, if I, if someone actually made, I hate April page 
is anybody going to reach out to me saying, are you okay? Actually, this is not right. This isn't okay. Are they going to report it? So we're also finding that as a huge piece because it's a, wow. it's the mental, the mental of comparing and the mental of is I, I feel so alone that that's what they go on there and they're bored to do. So it's a call. It's a call. Like they're calling out for help. So uh, that's another one that you have to be really careful when you're tiptoeing around different things. It's, uh, yeah, and, and they're usually they're usually people who are struggling with ment- a lot of mental health issues. Wow, that mm-hmm. it's this education is amazing, Kim. I'm blown away on it. Never occurred to me that they would be making the page themselves, and yeah. that ultimately it comes back to well, this is the new, this is the way that they cry for help now. It just looks mm-hmm. different than maybe it did 15 years ago. Wow. And I think that's a, that's really sound advice for parents is never say not my kid, never my kid. Um, because I've seen the best parents be in that situation where they have a great relationship. I'm thinking of one in particular, she has a great relationship, great mother, very tight with her kids and was very surprised to find out that, um, their, her kids were doing some activities she wouldn't approve of, we'll say. And that was for me growing up, that was one of just, it was a, a stark reminder that, kids, they kind of, they, they, they get their independence and they do things that we don't know. And so we always have to be aware that they may be up to stuff that we don't know about. We can Mm -hmm. know our kids, but they're still up to stuff that we don't know about. So we have to be open to this suggestion. We have to hear what you're saying and going, okay, well, how does this apply in my household? Even if you've got a great relationship with your kid, even if you think, you know, what your kids are up to. I love when you said, they think they don't even have a social media account. They've got one and they've got a backup to that one too. Um, so some, some parents I've seen, they, um, okay, well, you can have a social media account, but I have to be on your social media account. But you highlighted a huge gap in that. Which, well, yeah, you can be on the one that the parent's on, but they've got this other one that you don't know about with all this activity that you're unaware of. It's a tough thing to navigate. So for the parents, um, is it okay? So being aware, I love when you said, if you, if you aware of the people that they're hanging out with in real life, you better be aware of the people that they're hanging out in their digital life. That's something we, 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 we do really have to dial into, like, who are they talking to? Who are they online with? Who are they messaging? Um, and then what, what's the nature of that? How, how do parents become aware of that? Is it looking at their phone? Is it being on their accounts? Like, well, what does that look like from a day-to-day basis? Yeah. So there's a couple of different things. Like my best advice is a, if they are like, if they're, especially if they're older, right? Let's talk about that one first. It's, it is checking, like, who are their Instagram? Who are they following on Instagram? And even having them sit down instead of asking them, how was your day? Hey, show me your day. What did you take pictures of? Did you put anything on your story? Right. Did you put anything on your Instagram story? What did your friends put on their story? Like then have, have them show you like what their friends are putting on their stories so they can see what they're following and just make it, it never want to make it where they feel like you're where it's an investigation, it's more like, I just really want to know, right? Like I, this, I want to know what you're, who you're hanging out with and like has it as like a kind of a piece. And so it is just having that kind of a nice feeling conversation there. The other one is always check because so many plans now are so uh, unlimited plans, right? Family unlimited plans. Mm-hmm. And, and it used to be where you had a, you only got so much time, right? And now basically we have it unlimited. And so you're basically going here, here's my credit card. You get unlimited, go spend mm-hmm. as much as you want. It's like, would you really do that? Right. Mm-hmm. Or would you want to go to a buffet and say, go eat as much as you want? Because if you go eat as much as you want, you know, you get an upset stomach afterwards. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we have to limit that. And so checking even every month, checking how much data they're using, 
how much text they're sending because if the numbers are super high or super low, then they're going through some mental health issues there and there's some that's a red flag. So just kind of those kind of things are things you want to be aware of. If you have younger kids like you, there should be a certain time. Even making them have a habit where they chores that they every chore they do, they get a certain amount of time as a reward. You get 30 minutes of or 15 minutes of screen time when you do this chore. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially now when screen time, it's okay right now that screen time is higher because there isn't much to do, right? Like, so that's okay, but make it where they have to earn it. Like they have to mm-hmm. earn to get that screen time. Even if it is they, you know, put away their clothes or <laughs> they put the dish, you know, put one dish in the dishwasher. Yeah, you get 10 minutes. Like, how mm-hmm. are you can do that? Like, make it so that they have that earned that. But it is just having na- natural conversations mm-hmm. uh, with them. You know, what's interesting is as you're talking, as I'm thinking about this with older kids, you know, teenage kids, yeah. I would see that there's, there's an inherent challenge in that my guess is adults don't have good digi- digital yeah. etiquette. So how, how are you implementing like, okay, well, your phone time's done. And then the adult sits on the couch and, and couch and scrolls for the next 45 minutes. Is that something that you come, um, I imagine this is a hurdle that you have to face when educating parents and what, how do you, how do you combat that? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's so important to always have family screen time, screen free time, right? Like, with, hey, here's our same thing. I re- I think we need to get. I'm so excited that we had this quarantine time because uh, people are actually sitting down and having dinners again with each other and having conversations. Mm-hmm. So there should be dinner time, and then there should be uh, family no screen time. So when you're watching a show, most families used to like, well, they'll watch a show and be on their phones, they're emailing and you know doing their post and whatever else. It's like, no, that's your perfect time to be able to to have it where you're showing them, you need to be a good role model as well. Mm. And, you know, if you don't want them to overshare on their page, then why are you oversharing on your page? Mm. If you don't want them to get in heated conversations, then why are you doing that on heated conversations? Right. And just the, even the like political stuff, like it, it it's like, it's so sad to see like my friends don't follow certain friends anymore because uh-huh. of how people are being so brutal. And uh, uh, we're not being good role models to mm. the, the, our future. Um, 100% how I speak to students, our students are not our future. They are right now. We need their help more than ever than right now because they are, they were born in this generation of this new map and adults were not. So adults are struggling. They don't know how to, they don't know how to navigate this or students do. And so we need their help right now to be able to help navigate, help adults navigate this time because there's no parents who were born in the social media age. So, so true. So true. And I imagine that's why uh, uh, probably part of you bringing in so many interns, because this is their world. This isn't, this isn't our world. We had to learn this world, but they were raised in this world. Yeah, 100%. And that's why we we're very proud that we say we're student run student led. Uh, I give them a lot of control. Like it's, uh, we have a lead lead intern and like they run with it and they're in charge of everyone. And so that's why students do love working with us because they're the ones who make the decisions and we just, I just support them. Is it a lot more risk? It is, but it's also a lot more reward too at the end because they get, you, they get to see their end product. And, yeah. and, and then it also helps us because it's now peer to, we do really peer to peer education is what we believe in. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a teacher who's never used Snapchat trying to teach about Snapchat? <laughs> I was thinking even, of that. Or even TikTok, right? Like it's hilarious watching people 
adults use TikTok right now. Like it's hilarious. It's a lot. That that's actually been one of the wins out of quarantine is like the parents dancing on TikTok. I'm loving that part of it. Me too. It's hilarious. Loving that part. And what's interesting is that even though our kids are not on social media and they are young and they know about it. The other day I I took a photo in uh, of them and my oldest said, um, hey mom, put that on Facebook. And I'm like, but how how do you know about this? And why would you suggest that? And uh, again, they're they're learning. That's the problem is uh, we're modeling constantly. And they're not only just picking up the lessons that we're intentionally giving them, they're picking up all the other lessons. And I think that's such a good point, Kim, of we, if we're going to model, we need to model good digital behavior, good social media behavior, whether that's um, when we're on our phone and how much we're on our phone to the the conversations that we're having, because um, they're picking up that lesson too. We can't say be nice to others and then get on and roast someone on social media and think that that's okay. Then they'll see it because they're better at searching and finding it than we are. <laughs> so we can't we can't hide our uh, our digital um, our digital footprint because they're they're smarter than us in this regard. They're going to find it all. Um, it's a good reminder. So so talk about some of the changes that are happening right now. So you said you know it sounds like some benefits have come out of this. You guys have made some pivots. Talk to us about what is happening right now. Some of the the positives um, and also just how how uh, how the day to day has changed. Yeah. So um, well, for, for sure, my day to day has changed because it used to be me on the road. Like I was on the road pretty much every day, going to. Yeah going to different states and speaking either at schools or conferences. And now that's not happening. So it's been giving me the time like, man, I'm blessed with this time because it's just allowing me to rebrand, to refocus, to get some of these online courses finished that we can then support more students and impact more people, right? And parents and and educators and all all these people. And so uh, the big change was my co-founder, actually because of the work that we do, got recruited to TikTok to be the trust and safety of a marketing team. And so mm-hmm. he left to go that, which he, we no longer have his support, but it was uh, honestly a blessing because we wouldn't have been able to afford uh, like, uh, you know, his salary kind of a thing. So it was really nice blessing on that end. Um, and we, he's still on our board's wheel to use him to be able to have that kind of thing. So it's just great to be able to see that. So mm-hmm. now it's been me. I've, I've been the person who's in charge of the curriculum and, uh, creating the curriculum and going out and doing the presentations where he was all the business side. So I'm actually learning business right now is what I've been doing. I've been learning <laughs> and trying to get myself with people. And I love, thank you for meeting with me. And it was back in February. And yeah. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing in April. Like I'm a <laughs> business person. I'm a teacher. <laughs> oh, you are now. You're a businesswoman I'm, through and through. I'm now 100% a businesswoman. And I, like I said, your podcast has just helped me with that to be able to get that confidence of like, oh, wow, this is an actual normal feeling that I'm supposed to have as a business person. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like it's it's getting, building a foundation is what I'm basically doing right now is I didn't, you know, getting the right financial person that's helping with their bookings, getting a marketing team um, behind us, getting a content writer, getting the people down below, like making a base so that I can feel comfortable and sturdy of like that piece. Uh, mm-hmm. I was actively looking for an executive director and to be able to take that kind of position so, cause I, we really need help with that. And interesting enough, someone found us from YouTube, like a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah. like an awesome someone. Sounds like she was perfect fit. Right. And it just, uh, it, all the, all the things that we needed totally matched exactly what I was looking for. And so um, she does work with companies that we're trying to target that, mm-hmm. you know, are successful right now during this time that 
we are looking for people who want to help us because mental health and digital citizenship are the two hottest topics that people need to be talking about and get people mm. engaged because those are the two biggest issues. Because I really think that next school year, there's going to be still some hybrid um, education going on mm-hmm. uh, with online learning. There's There has to be probably. So we need to make sure that all these students know how to use their devices because that didn't happen when they went home. And, uh, and so we want to be the ones that they come to and uh, get that education from us. So that's kind of, we're again, we're going to be splitting the companies um, with the nonprofit and then the for-profit branch, which I don't really, there's a lot of questions that I am still looking for to get some companies to help me with that. Like, I don't know if, if it was in my nonprofit, am I allowed to transfer anything over to the for-profit? I, I don't know those kind of questions. Mm-hmm. So those are that's what we're trying to get answered um, so we can get that kind of dialed in. Yeah. Um, so when I think about how you got into this, Kim, I'm, I'm curious if we go back to the beginning of the conversation when you're saying, hey, ha- how I got into this is I was tasked with doing, a, I think you said a presentation or something on digital mm-hmm. etiquette. So this was kind of given to you. But yeah. then a- after you got shoulder tapped, I mean, you ran with it. Was there a particular instance or catalyst that was there a moment that you said, I need to be the one that does something about this? I mean, you were a PE teacher. I think you said you did leadership classes. Like You were on a very different trajectory. And yet, then you completely <laughs> went in a different direction. There had to have been a catalyst for that. Was it a story? Was it a person? What, um, what was it? You're like, get me teary-eyed. Uh, <laughs> um, it's people. It's students. It's not just one. It's multiple. It's... Uh, <laughs> There's so many stories that just go along with this job that just keeps me going. Um, uh, sorry. No, it's okay. yeah, You're going to make me cry too. It's all right. We're going to cry together. It's going to be great. Yeah, because I'm, uh, the joke is, and I, and, I, and I joke about it, but um, I'm not tech savvy, but I, trust me, I'm 100% trying to be tech sexy. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm doing is I'm teaching people how to be humans online. And that's exactly what's missing is we, there's real people behind that screen. And so it's not just one person. It's so many kids who are being impacted. Like I said, it's Mia who just texted me this morning, who's got issues. Like someone's created a new page on her, right? Like, so sorry, (laughs) but yeah, that's exactly what it's for. It's, it's these kids that have the story or the adults, the teachers that are struggling. There's so many people who have, who, who've got these problems. Yeah. And I can only imagine how much it devastates them, their business, their image, their confidence, their relationships. If there's something that's put out there, I mean, it could hurt every aspect of their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what keeps me going is, is the students. And then it's, it's so powerful then to see the power that they can do in a positive way. Like I'm going to go this way just so I can help my crying effect, but uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're gonna love the story. Um, Clementine, man, she's so awesome. She's from uh, Carmel, California, and she she volunteered at her high school, Carmel High School, and was going in and doing sh- like community service work, going into the mm-hmm. shelters. Was finding out that the number one item that the shelters needed were tampons and pads, mm. because it's the only medical item that are taxed, right? And so, and diapers. Um, so she, when she found that out, she was like, as, and then she looked up the stats, 23% of California students live in poverty. F- five days a month, those students who live in poverty, if they're females, they'll miss school because they would rather not go to school than be embarrassed of having an issue, right? Mm. 
So Clementine decided to make Tampon Tuesday, where every Tuesday she's asking students to donate tampons, right? Or pads. So she made wow. boxes to put in the classrooms of teachers. Well, at first, because this is a stigma, right? Mm-hmm. Is, ew, gross. Why would I want to have that box in my room? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> so she was like, okay. Then she would just make, she would just give it to the teachers who want it. Well, then all of a sudden she got her guy friends. Hey, can you hold these tampons on your Instagram or off her Instagram? Sure. So then here's these boys modeling tampax and going tampon Tuesday or throwing a boomerang and throwing tampons up in the air and saying tampon Tuesday, boys started bringing taking the stigma out of it. And boys were started bringing their mom's tampons and asking their moms, can we donate a box? And so she created a movement at her school, reached out to me saying like, what else can I do? And I go, you need to start tagging the companies who sell these things. Mm -hmm. So she started tagging Tampax. They started sending her crates and crates of tampons (laughs) to get right. And so then what I've done is I've teamed up with her. We team up. I go tell her story when I'm presenting this to students. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, who in here can do a tampon Tuesday back at their school? Mm-hmm. And they all are ra- like boys, boys, girls, everyone are raising their hand that they're going to go back to their school and do a tampon Tuesday. Wow. Like that. I mean, right there. That's why this keeps me going. And no matter I have frustration with technology because I don't, I'm like not the most savagey person, but I'm getting, I'm making myself, nope, I am a technology person now. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting redefine, redefining who I am and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tech sexy. Let's go. Like I just <laughs> check me out online. <laughs> check me out. So, you know what? And I, I think, uh, uh, just kind of from a mindset standpoint, that's really going to serve you is redefining that you were a teacher. Now you're a businesswoman. Um, you leverage your skills and expertise from teaching for your role as a businesswoman, but you are unequivocally a businesswoman. The the dinner that you and I had at Sushi was 100% a business meeting, 100%. You presented what you were doing. You presented what you were looking to do, the the vision of of the nonprofit. I mean, um, you, you are a businesswoman through and through. And so and th- the awesome thing is you've got the exact expertise for this mission. It's exactly mm-hmm. you. Like you, you check all the boxes. So whether it's tech sexy or tech savvy, um, you're working with all the people that you need to. And mm-hmm. I know that you've been partnering with some pretty big names. Talk to us about how that happened. The people that you're working with, the big companies that you're working with. How did you get visibility? Was it as simple as as tagging them? Did you reach out proactively? Talk to us about that that progression. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it was truly been word of mouth of people going, this is working, like whatever they're doing, this is working. And so we first got Google to recognize what we were doing. And uh, my co-partner kind of invited them. Hey, can you come check this out? They wanted data. We started giving them data. And then uh, I got Twitter. Twitter was like, can I come watch you? And I'm like, sure. So they came and saw me speak at St. Helena High School. Mm. And uh, once that lady, once that Twitter employee saw it, she was like, I'm backing you, made us verified, got us on the Twitter safety board team. Then from there, it was another company came and was like, how are you getting these students to report? Like, how are you getting them to do exactly what they're doing? I'm like, we just educate them and that we're using the right terminology. Like you're using the wrong words. Even the reporting process, man, it's gone. We were in a big process of that. I'm like, we don't even know what these words are. Like here I am as an adult and I'm trying to report something. Like I have no clue how to report. It was like eight steps. And so that was so, it was so nice to like see that progress. Mm-hmm. And then it was the turning. Another one was uh, Aaron Judge from the Yankees uh, was looking for a nonprofit for a Sharpie deal. 
And uh, so Sharpie picked Aaron up and then he needed to have a nonprofit to back. And he wasn't, he didn't think we were ready because he thought we were too small. And, and so he, he wasn't sure. And then he came back and asked us like, do you guys want to do this? And we're like, yeah, well, we actually surpassed the, there was four other athletes that were asked and we actually, our numbers passed them. And so when Sharpie asked, like, how is this possible? Well, number one, Aaron Judge truly is the nicest human alive. Like what you see is mm. what you get. That guy is the nicest human. Both of his teach, both of his parents were teachers and educators. He's the most positive human. So it was a natural fit for him to work with us. And then social yeah. media, how they were getting the impressions is because number one, educators love Sharpies. <laughs> <laughs> you can be like, what, what would you do for, instead of a Klondike bar, what would you do for a Sharpie? <laughs> will do anything for a Sharpie. <laughs> and, and then because we're social media, it was these teachers, when they would go into Target to find our package, they would take pictures and then post about it and tag us mm. and tag Sharpie because it was a natural fit. And so Sharpie was like, this is incredible. So it just, and then after you get one, it just a domino effect of trying to get more. So yeah, we're looking for more companies that, you know, we're great exposure for you because I guarantee you, if you put our image and your image together, people are going to put you up on social media. Yeah. What's interesting is that that story is a great example of using um, digital for good. Like right there. That was a great example of we used social media to leverage the mission and it worked for the good. So specifically talk about the companies that you are looking, because I, I do want us to um, understand the, the people that are watching, the people that are going to watch us on the replay and on the um, pivot-me.com. I think it's backslash interview. We'll, we'll put the our interviews. We'll put the link in the um, in the show notes for people that are watching this. What kind of companies are you looking for? Like, who do you want to partner with? How do how do people um, like how do you align the direction you guys are headed and these other companies? Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are listening to what you're saying, Kim, and and your excitement and your passion, and people are going, "Yes, yes, me, I want to help." Whether that's individuals or companies, so talk mm -hmm. to us about what that looks like. Yeah, so like right off, I mean, two companies I have in mind because I know they're doing really well is Amazon and. <laughs> And Microsoft, because of their, they're being really inventive. Microsoft created what's called Flipbook, which a lot of educators are now using so that they can actually do small videos and then students then respond back with video. Mm -hmm. And so those two companies are like the big ones I have in mind right now, just because they are both, they're using technology, both in totally different ways. Amazon, because people are just buying everything. So for those that are listening right now, here's the question. Who do you know at Amazon? Do you know Jeff? Who do you know at Amazon? Who do you know at Microsoft that would love to partner with Kim and the nonprofit? Because someone right now is listening to this and they're already jotting down, I'm going to reach out. So make sure that you reach out, make sure that you connect, make sure you share this. So we need to, this, this happened on another call where someone said, I really wish that I knew an, uh, a, a manufacturer of uh, Italian women clothes and no we got them connected like within 48 hours. So Kim, give us exact, cause I didn't mean to cut you off. Give us exactly no, what you're looking it. for. So I love it. So talk to yeah. you. Yeah. I think the other one we're looking for too is any, well, any other company that wants to make digital for good, right? Anyone who it, it, it really truly uses digital, like any marketing firm, any, uh, any company that uses digital to build and they need some kind of a feel good story. Like we're it, like nothing is better than our feel good is teaching kids how to use digital for good. And then they're actually showing you how to use it for good, right? With their stories. Their stories are incredible. Uh, we love that when we can work with any company that does a give back day. So mm -hmm. we just did one on Twitter. They called it Twitter for good day. They gave me 15 employees. It was all done virtually. They gave me 15 employees to be mentors to our interns. So then my interns showed up and I think we had 28 student interns who showed up and we got them in teams 
And then I invited more mentors. So we actually had more mentors than students or yeah. And so there was basically a mentor for every student, but then they were in groups and they worked on a project and we worked from 11 to three and we got so much done and it was amazing. So that way, if you want to have a give back day, a lot of, I know a lot of companies do those kind of things where they do Mm -hmm. give backs. We are able to use your marketing team. We're able to use your, uh, Twitter gave me their, um, engineer. So they were able to help me with my website. Like I taught, then taught a student, a junior in high school, taught a student, a Twitter, the Twitter engineer. (laughs) Taught a junior in high school how to use um, Squarespace. So now she feels so confident. She's like, what do you need now for your website? Like, So now I have this junior in high school that now has that skill set to be able to work with website. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's <laughs> so, just such an... I mean, this isn't just about education. I mean, it's to your point earlier, this is 100% you're empowering these kids. You're empowering these interns and you're making little entrepreneurs out of them, which I selfishly love. Um, you're just encouraging that creativity and that entrepreneur spark and and the the desire to use your skill set and your influence for massive impact. Yeah, that that model, we can now use it because it was done all remotely. We just use breakout mm-hmm. rooms to be able to push them into um, uh, to be able to work on their projects. So mm-hmm. another group was working on campaigns and they already used all the knowledge they got from their mentor. We were able to get... Uh, Christine Lilly, who's a professional soccer player, she was on the 99 uh, gold medal team. They got her on Instagram Live to kind of have a conversation with. They also got uh, Ketchy, who was on America's Got Talent. So they reached out to her. They they drafted how to word the wording to be able to get an Instagram Live with her. So they were used anything they had, they were able to use it. And then now this week, they're doing we're doing a smile card week, where it's just like an uplifting... Again, it's all mental health. These mm-hmm. smile cards is gearing up for Monday, which is... Uh, a day that Adam's the one that created them and Adam lost his best friend to suicide. Mm. And so Monday is the day that um, it says and Michael's anniversary of his death. And so these smile cards are just uplifting things. Today's Thursday. Um, I know yesterday was shout out to their, to um, service workers. Mm-hmm. I think today might be family or something like that, but you're supposed to do these smile cards. And so he, Adam got training at this Twitter for good by their marketing team and by influencers and he taught them who he should team up with to be able to help with that kind of push. So he was able to make a campaign that he was then able to send that he knew the document that then needs to get pushed out to all the influencers. Mm-hmm. And now these influencers are now teamed up with him to be able to get his smile cards out more. Yeah. Wow. You are making big waves, Kim. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so fun to see. And so again, we have our internship right now. And we're looking for mentors that are willing to be also on the call. Uh, they have they meet once a month, uh, the third Sunday of the month, and at, it's six p- six p.m. specific standard time. But of course, that can change whatever they they want. We just like to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And then it's about a, they usually plan takes about thirty to forty minutes to for them to plan their monthly projects. And then at the end, we were hoping the mentor would then teach them something, either how to use LinkedIn or how to you know how to create a campaign or how do you write a blog or whatever their whatever they need to d- teach right? Then they would teach Mm -hmm. that. So we're also looking for some mentors that are wanting to uh, volunteer a June to June process. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a great, that's great. So for those who are listening that want to help and are, are wondering how they can, being a mentor is also an option. So, so Kim, talk to us about that. I'm I'm just looking at our time. I want to be cognizant of our time. Um, When people are listening to this and people are motivated and people are excited. You've given us some great insight. I'm always, I always walk away kind of excited and also terrified at what happens when my kids become old enough to be on social media. Um, when people are listening to this, 
I mean, you, you're, you're empowering kids. I mean, you're turning people on to this, this amazing thing. You know, positivity is my superpower. I love that. I love that messaging. How do people help you? Like how do, whether that's the help, help the nonprofit, whether it's showing up as a mentorship can you or as a mentor, can you talk us through some ways that people can help um, w- what you're doing? Yeah. So students, how they help is they do everything from sending me some pot, they send positive quotes and then they turn them, they even use just Canva. They use like an app and they make it. So it has, we send them our brand book. So they know that we teach them about branding and like we show them this, the color scheme, this and that. So then they, we teach them that. Uh, and then they create those things. They write blogs for us because everyone wants to know like, what's it, what is it like right now for a kid to go through this? What are they thinking? Mm. So they're writing blogs for us. They're making the graphics. So they're learning about branding book and they, there's a, um, our graphic designer has made some videos, some little quick little videos for them to learn how to do some of the stuff, depending on what program they're using. So then they're even making that. They're uh, making uh, helping us edit videos uh, for it. Mm-hmm. Man, sometimes the student videos are better than adult videos that we get made. <laughs> I believe that. I believe it's that. Like, yeah, it's crazy. So those are some of the things that the students are doing, or even they're researching. They're even researching like who we should reach out to that are doing cool things right? They, mm-hmm. they love catchy. They loved her story and her message of what she's doing. So then they wanted to reach out to her on that. Um, adults, how they're helping again is uh, I, I, I'm only one, I'm literally, there's only one full-time employee now. And so any kind of adult can help. Like, that's amazing. Like I need help getting to some adult that can get this news out. Like we should get some news stories easily. We, there's so many stories that we could be able to get uh, trying to get on some news news stations. And I honestly have always jokingly said, but I, we're serious at the same time, like getting on Ellen, but I don't want it to be me. It should be a kid. Like mm. students should be going on and sharing this message. If it is Ellen or if it is even the you know, coffee morning things where it's students getting to talk about mm-hmm. the power of social media and like how you can use it for the right reasons. And mm-hmm. they can even sh- like, how cool would it be if a student shows you like, here's snap maps and here's what it looks like. And here's how I actually use it for the positive things. Because every adult think it's just used in a negative way. Mm-hmm. So even being an, an adult can help with that of marketing that or um, there's, there's, uh, definitely different ways that adults have helped like website help. Uh, they've helped me with writing, writing press releases. They've helped me write different things, even blogs. Uh, they've done all kinds of things on that. So, wow. uh, and then sponsorships definitely help us with that. We have a, yeah, we have, all, there's all kinds of ways you can help. So sponsorship. So, so kind of the, on the business side of things. So we've got student yeah. adult and then business. Um, wow. Uh, Kim, this has been amazing and insightful. And, um, you know what, we talked about some questions that I was going to ask and I went a totally different direction, Kim. So (laughs) I'm just, I'm like, this is so amazing. Um, I love seeing the work that you're doing. Um, we're definitely going to do pretty detailed notes on, on how, how you can, for the listeners, um, how we can help. I can help. Like that's a huge part of this. Uh, Kim's working very, very hard. She was a road warrior, which is she's now been a she's now been um, stuck at home during quarantine, which again cert- end up being a blessing in that we can dial in some processes and and rethink uh, the best way to to execute on our strategy. But when this when this changes, you're probably going to be back out being a road warrior, and you're going to need people that can then help you in this process. And there are people that are listening right now. Hopefully, there's people that are listening that know Ellen just saying, um, hook him up. Um, but there are people that are listening right now who can help you, who can make a huge impact, whether that's website, whether that's copy, whether that's from a marketing perspective, there are people that are listening that can help what you're doing. What you're doing is so, so important. Um, 
And I just, I, I love it. I support it. Um, I want to talk more about how we can, we can continue to um, have conversations around this. Um, where do people find you, Kim? Where, if someone wants to engage, where do they go? We're going to put the link to your website, but where do we go? Yeah. Uh, on Instagram and on Facebook, it's I Can Help Official. On Instagram, that is 100% student driven. I barely am. I'm not, I'm only allowed to go on there on Tuesdays for a live at 6 p.m. <laughs> You're not allowed to go. <laughs> well, they, you know, I only, I'm, I only do anything if they ask me to do it because it's 100%. They're in charge of it, which is super cool. Uh, and then my Instagram is Kim Carr underscore I can help. And the funny part is I was focused so much on building my uh, Instagram for my company for I can help. But uh, like, I, I actually didn't, I lost my password for so long for my <laughs> own personal one. <laughs> I finally got it back up and running like last year. So, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah. And then on Twitter, it's just, I can help. And so that's how you find us. And then our website is I can help delete negativity.org. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, it, in closing, Kim, what piece of advice or words of encouragement would you share? So usually I do it in relation to, you know, other business owners or, or people that are leading organizations, um, giving them a piece of advice, but I want to open it up for you. I want, I want it to be a closing statement of again, words of encouragement, piece of advice that you want to give. If everyone's listening right now, what would you say? Well, like I said, I'm teaming up with mental health and I think mental health is such a big piece Mm -hmm. and we have to start taking care of ourselves and we have to make sure we're taking time for ourselves and truthfully, what I've been doing is I've been planning time for myself in my schedule. Mm-hmm. And just like I would plan a business meeting, I'm going to plan time for myself. And so all week long, I plan, here's my time that I'm going to have because I could, I'm a person who can just keep working all day. Mm-hmm. I also plan times that I, cause I do live alone. I do have times um, on my calendar of when I have calls with my friends that they mm-hmm. check on me or I check in with them. So I think that's so important that you, yes, we're supposed to be social distancing, but it doesn't mean we can't, we should be isolating ourselves. Isolation is not okay. You need to make sure you're connecting with people. So I think that's so important that you're checking in with somebody, having something you can have a conversation with. And uh, if it is about work or if it's about just personal stuff. And the, and the other one I really suggest people to do is when you ask someone, how are you doing? Don't just ask them one time, ask mm. them again in a different way and then ask it again in a different way because when you ask someone, how are you doing? What's their usual answer? Fine. Okay. But usually I guarantee you, this is really hard on everybody. And whatever your usual 100% is right now, you shouldn't be expecting your 100%. Like nobody can do 100% right now because we're dealing with so much like emotional emotions. Even though you might not know you're feeling it, you are feeling it. So 80% is about what you can expect to be doing on your normal. Yeah. That's a really good, really good piece of advice. Because otherwise people can really be setting them up for setting themselves up for failure or feeling like they're failing in this time. And we've got to really give ourselves some some space and some grace to navigate this season. Kim, yeah. thank you so much. I, I, I love the information. Um, I love what you're doing. Keep at it. I love seeing you show up. Um, every time I see something that Kim's doing, I'm always excited and I click over and I've got to see what you're up to. So thank you for the work that you're doing both um, as, a, as a human on this planet, but also as a parent. I really appreciate that you are out there fighting the good fight. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you love what you hear, Give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at TheAprilGarcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com.
This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors, and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.